<laughs> that is my number. I, I, I always fear that. Danny just ate the silica packet in the bag of chips. <laughs> Dude, how'd it taste? It didn't taste good at all. I immediately knew what I was eating. You know what it's that's, like a piece you, of chicken fat. You know what that is? I learned about it in chemistry. Talk to us. Silica. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we know that's called a silica packet. Well, yeah, because I just told you. But no, no it's, it's a compound. It's, it's an element that it actually draws moisture into the, into the element. Into so, the packet. Well, it's an element on the, on the table. Of, I know uh, that, but I'm saying it draws it table. in and takes it out yes, of the actual yeah, yeah. chip. In the packet. Idiot. <laughs> so, so it doesn't get uh, wet. That yeah, that wasn't very good. Do you need a pour? Be a little there you go. There, this bottle of wine that we got, what's it called? You read that off for us? I've never had it before. I've never even heard of it. It's a cab. It's called, ooh. That's what it's called. No, it isn't. It isn't <laughs> called, ooh. Isaguire. Vino de Isaguire. No, that was, that was really, really good. No, that's Spanish for sure. It's from, yeah, it's Spanish. Okay, but real quick. Isaac Wire. It's uh, 2016 product of Chile. How are we 20 it's a minutes Chilean tonight? Cabernet. So I want to get in. I do want to discuss. Every single time I've tried to bring it up, you just go on a tangent. Let's go. Diet. And, okay, what should. Uh, Boo. So, okay. so, I know you are, but people it's, it's getting to that time of year where people want to start to lean down a little bit you remember when people you just used to say i know you are but what am i <laughs> oh my god i'm changing the subject again but that you remember was the that worst i know you are but what am i honestly i'd beat those kids up at the bus stop <laughs> i fucking hate those kids with your big calves yeah you just flex on them look, look at these calves you think you can take me i got power well i had cankles back then did you have your kid, right? Yeah, until I was about 13, then I turned into like this anorexic. I easily changed the subject on you, and you didn't even notice. This is what you just referenced. All right, go ahead. Go back with your story. More the, more the people, and I'll share something that All right. is super fun to listen to. So, guys, we're going to talk about how to alter your diet when it comes to trying to lean out and without having to track. Okay, okay. That's a great I'm interested. subject. I'm interested in what you have to say right now. How to alter, how to lean out without having to track. Most people don't like to track, so this is a good First topic. thing I'm going to do for you is I want you to up your protein. Again, we're not tracking. All I want you to do is be cognizant of eating more protein. What happens when you eat more protein, it's a very satiating macronutrient, and so you're going to end up eating less of the other things. And I got this from um, a couple of my favorite fitness podcasts from a while ago. Eat that piece of protein first. Okay. So you eat the piece of protein first and then eat your carbs and then we'll go next to your vegetable and then your carbohydrates. Okay. Your so, complex a lot provides satiety. Yeah, well. yeah. So eat those, eat that big protein first, then go to the, uh, the vegetable and you're going to be less inclined to eat more of that carbohydrate. Now the carbohydrate's not bad. But when you're trying to lean out, that's going to be that first macronutrient that um, has to go because it's not an essential macronutrient. Fat and protein are essential macronutrients. You cannot live without them. Carbohydrates, you don't need. However, 
they do provide a phenomenal source of energy to your muscles uh, through glycogen, glucose. So I do like them a lot. But when we're trying to lean out, we're going to reduce that a little bit, and I think that's going to help a lot if you increase your protein. So there's that first little tip there. The next little tip, drinking a ton more water. And not only drinking more water in general, but drinking more water around mealtime. So say, uh, and one thing I like is those bubblies or those LaCroix, yeah. because they provide this effervescence and this sparkle, um, this carbonation to your stomach that kind of makes you feel kind of full. Yeah, almost so, bloated a little bit. A little bit. Like if I take, if I do one of those, um, what are the pumps called? The carbonate your water. You know what I'm talking about? They're like a little CO2 tank. Okay. We use those at my house all the time, and that works oh, yeah, yeah. really, really well. Yeah. Well, I have, you know, just have a glass of water and carbonate the hell out of it, and like you're not hungry at all after you drink that. No, and it gives you, it gives you that mouthfeel more than just water. So having, having something like that, with zero sugar, go with the LaCroix, go with the, the bubbly. I, I really like them. I think bubbly their flavors food. are better. Though that's, a, that's, an, that's another really good one that I like. So, so far, it's reducing that or reducing the carbs through higher protein intake. Not only, especially when we're leaning out. I want to go back to that a little bit. Um, we ha there's this thing called like muscle wasting. And the higher protein that you're taking in, the less chance that mo that muscle is going to break down. You're going to have less muscle breakdown. So another big thing for that. And the last one that I'm going to talk to you guys about that I really like, and this is like Danny doesn't love this, and a lot of people don't love this because people will use it in a wrong fashion through like a diet asset. Uh, but almost an intermittent fasting and controlling when you're going to eat those calories, especially if you like to eat, cut yourself off at like six, seven, eight o'clock, whenever that last meal is, because what do you tend to eat after you eat dinner? Sweets. You grab the chips, you grab peanuts, you grab things that are very calorically dense, and you're, you're not doing anything to burn off any calories the rest of the day, so you're sedentary. And now, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, it is calories in, calories out, but let's just cut that spot at that last, that last meal that you have to end those calories. And for me, when I do that like intermittent fasting type thing, and I'm not even gonna call it intermittent fasting, I'm just saying set a time, set whenever you're, you eat dinner, whenever that last bite is that you're done for the night. No more calories and you go to bed. What that does for me is it puts it in my mind that I'm not gonna eat the rest of the night. And I'm fine with that. But if I'm not doing that, then I'll go, I'll go graze at the pantry, you know? I'll go grab yeah. a couple things here and there. And those little couple things turn into two, three, four, sometimes 500 calories. I'm actually, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I'm not against intermittent fasting. I, I don't like, to your point, I don't like labeling diets and things like that. I actually am do, I've been doing that for the last month just to drop a little body weight because I'm taking in less calories per yeah. day by not eating a meal in the morning. So I start at typically my first meal is at noon to one and I cut my calories and I, I think I've dropped five or six pounds in the mass last month just by not consuming food in the morning where I would have a drink, I'd have a couple whatever I'd pick out of the pantry or make eggs or whatever the case is. Now, yeah, I'm a little bit of reduction of protein or else... I would have had that in my diet, but I was just trying to lean out a little bit for the summer, and I, I feel fine. I'm not somebody that needs to have breakfast, so I don't mind the intermittent 
fasting concept at all. I don't think it disrupts what I'm doing or, or is detrimental to me putting on muscle as long as I eat properly throughout the rest of the day. But that can be difficult because when people intermittent fast, they tend to carb load on the back end and uh, just because you're craving things that you're used to eating. Once you get used to not eating carb heavy, sugars, simple sugars, things like that, um, it's not very difficult to... I would suggest, we were talking about this earlier, I would suggest grilling out. If you, if you like grilling, grill out, prep some of your meals, get two or three days ahead of time. You know that your dinner is squared away. You know that you're not going to have a breakfast. And you know that you're, uh, you're going to, if you have one shitty meal, then it's your lunch. To me, the worst meal that you can eat um, is lunch that's unhealthy because it kills your energy in the middle of the day. For so many people, I've had this conversation over the years so many times, it just kills your energy off. So if you're going to eat healthy and have one meal that's not that great or not perfect, uh, I would say have a really healthy lunch, intermittent fast, and then you can afford to eat okay at dinner. But most people eat pretty healthy at dinner. Well, I think, I think if you eat that, okay, if you're intermittent fasting, that first meal is lunch. That first meal should always be a healthy meal. It should always be a good, solid Absolutely. meal because what happens when you break that fast is your body is looking for those glucose and glycogen, glucose High meaning nutrients. and sugar. It's looking for to spike that insulin. And if you do that, like, yeah, up ups, and down, and like ups and downs, like immediately. So whatever that first meal is in that fast should definitely be, I would say, even almost a high fattier little bit less carbohydrates and then save those carbohydrates for bed when uh and i say that because first of all carbohydrates stimulate production of neurotransmitters tryptophan and melatonin and we but we all know those are huge neurotransmitters for sleep so if you're going to have a high, if you're going to do that play that field go a little bit fattier for that first meal a little bit less carbs you don't have to go crazy less carbs and then put your higher carb meal into into night closer to bed, so when we can um, we can stimulate uh, neurotransmitter production. And there's some variables there to pay attention to, depending on what your training cycle is. So if you're somebody who's lifting a lot, obviously you want to work around your lifting schedule too. So this is for somebody that hey, maybe you're trying to drop a little bit of body fat percentage. Then I would suggest a route like this again because you're depleting calories, you're taking on more nutrients. Um, I think that's a better option for you, but I wouldn't necessarily suggest intermittent fasting to somebody who's trying to put out a bunch of muscle. No, I think that's a... Uh, it's kind of it's a... It's not... You can do it. It's just not a great idea. You know, after you work out, you want to get, within the next two hours, a high-carb, high-protein meal. Not necessarily even a high-carb. I shouldn't say that, but a high-protein meal um, to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. Alex, what's, what's the window in which you want to eat high protein because I've seen a lot of different, um, I don't even want to say studies, just random bullshit on social media saying, hey, you got to eat within five minutes or you got to slam a protein shake within five minutes of your workout. What's a good window where you can still maximize your protein intake post-workout? Here's it, like, I would say but maybe two to three hours. You're not going to, okay, Years ago, the supplement industry 
really told us that you have to you have to have protein within five minutes, like you said. Yeah. And what an amazing thing for them to sell because what what can you have within five minutes after a workout? Yeah, protein shakes. What are you gonna have? Chicken? Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna so be able to make a full shake. meal. It's you're a gonna miss shake. this anabolic window. That's the marketing thing that people. Oh man, it's a problem within the fitness industry because people are sold so much bullshit. You need a pre-workout to get a good pump, blah, 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 blah. You need protein within five minutes to take this shake that's loaded with a bunch of sugar, blah, 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 blah. It's just not true. So within, within two hours, and I think when you go home, you want to take a shower, if you want to cook dinner, you're, you're going to be 100% totally fine. You're still within your window. You're, will, you're still within any anabolic muscle-building window. Now, if you're someone that's gotten in the habit of, hey, I, want, I like my protein shake after I work out, by all means, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to do anything wrong. It, it's going to do the same thing as it would do if you went home and you had a meal. Now, I, you should still go home and have that meal because you're going to be lacking some whole food amino acids that you're going to be getting in that protein shake. But, yeah, if you like doing it, do it, but you don't need to do it. And what I would do if you're going to have a protein shake is opt for it in times that you actually really need it. Say you haven't had a meal in however long or you're craving something. Protein shakes, in my opinion, are something that you should drink when you're craving something sweet. It should be more so like I'm craving like a chocolatey something and you get this chocolatey drink because they all taste so damn good these days. Yeah. It's not like you, we don't need these to build. Have some chicken, have some steak, have some fish, beans, legumes. It should be something, in my opinion, that's like, all right, it's – it's that 6 o'clock at night, I want something sweet. It's that midday, I'm craving something. Then let's have our protein shake. Let's have our protein bar because it's the same damn thing. Yep. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We just went off on fitness, and that fired me up. We did, you excited about it? I am. Good. Alex doesn't think we talk enough about fitness. We talk too much about, like, you know, wieners and stuff, right? I love wieners, and I love fitness. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait a second. No, I'm just kidding. No wiener game. Uh, yeah, we're going to be right back. I got to pee. Yeah. Are we done for today? I think that's a wrap. It is. We did two podcasts today. <clears throat> we did two. We're at 47 minutes. Are we really? Yeah. On the second one? Yeah. We killed that one. It's way too much fitness, though. <laughs> I don't like talking about fitness. Just kidding. The whole fucking first one was about weenies. It was about weenies. Weenies. <laughs> All right, guys. You're an L7. Weenie. Name the movie. Sandlot. Sandlot. <laughs> All right, kids. That's going to be a wrap. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Bob Shelter Boys. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And, hey. It's not a lot. Have a great weekend.